1992. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM. 1480 AM KYOS, this is Citizen Watch. Come on! As you said. Went on. Water. Del High. And all of the little communities. Up and down the 99 and the I 5. Two of the major drug corridors here in California. That's right. The fentanyl is flowing. Uh, DA has a big campaign going on against, uh, against fentanyl, and we're all for it. I tell you, the one pill can kill. <laughs> Not even that much. It's amazing. You see what happened in. New York City with uh, the toddlers getting a hold of uh, of a stash and uh, killing one, seriously injuring a couple. It's just amazing what goes on. But I digress uh, in the intro. My name's Casey Steed. Uh, we get together every Saturday, hopefully. Uh, today is Saturday, uh, what is it, September 23rd, 2023. Fall! Fall has fallen. Let's see, we got to get out. We got to get out. Oh, what do we got to do here? We got to, I tell you, Dave Luna has a staff and they come in this evening. For the, uh, I played that song a million times. Uh, they come in uh, for uh, cruising with the big Kahuna, Dave Luna. If you can afford gas, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll cruise cruise out of here with that song. But uh, you can cruise with Dave Luna, the big Kahuna, uh, playing the oldies. Of course, on uh, the weekends, uh, we kind of change the format from that talk radio format to oldies. Casey Kasem tomorrow, all kinds of fun things, and uh, Roger Wood. A staple around here, a fixture. Been here uh, almost as long as Dave Luna, I'll tell you. He's been here a lot longer than I have. Community Conversations, you don't want to miss that. 7 a.m. every Saturday. And if you miss any of our shows, because, uh, well, you don't want to miss out. You go to 1480kyos.com. You go there on the uh, toolbar, which is, uh, I don't know, it's there somewhere. And uh, there's podcasts, and you click on that, and you'll have not only get Roger's show, Community Conversations, all archived according to date, and you will get uh, my show, Citizen Watch. And there's quite a few up there. If you have insomnia, any kind of trouble sleeping, uh, that would be your go-to to put you right out. But uh, seriously, there's some good stuff there. Uh, some of it timely, some of it, you know, hey, timeless. Because our words breathe and our thoughts burn, my friends. And we're so happy to have you here for the brief time we have. As I said, fall is, uh, is here. Today is the first day of fall, and it is... Uh, you can feel it in the air, that little chill. Of course, there is a, there is a weather system coming through, but a little a uh, little snow, a little rain up in the higher elevations for you folks that are traveling up into Yosemite, that sort of thing. But uh, again, it's it's getting into, uh, well, it's September, and it's almost, almost October. And uh, have you been to the stores? Everything's out. The, uh, the, the Halloween stuff has been out since uh, 4th of July. Now, I saw Santa. The other day, when I walked into Lowe's, waving at me, and uh, they got every, they got a, they got them all. It's uh, it's amazing. Uh, these, this anime. I mean, it's like you remember when you went to Di- you, you'd spend you know your whole life to, to save up, take the kids to Disneyland to watch the uh, you know the animatronics. Now you can just go to Lowe's and uh, give them quite the treat. You know, pick up some froyo. You know, walk through, punch the button. You know, try me. Really, a lot of fun. Now, some of them are very, very clever and uh, scary as heck. I mean, uh, Halloween decorations. I mean, that's, 
ran down the aisles in uh, in in, uh, in Lowe's. Anyway, what's going on? Fall has fallen. Uh, so is. Uh, when I say fall is in the air, no, it's the dust from shaking the almonds. My word. Holy mumboli. And then you uh, add in the, uh, what is it, the fires up in up in the north. I don't know. Is this coming down from Canada? I, the air quality, you could cut it with a knife. Usually the North Valley, we are a little spared. It all kind of builds up down there in Kern County along Bakersfield, along the Tehachapi. But uh, you come over the grapevine, you're like, what am I driving into? But uh, now we're getting it in the air quality, so be careful out there. I've, I've certainly noticed it, and it is almond season. I think nut prices are down. I'm not sure, but the uh, the haul, my shorts, the rows, you know, a foot high, foot and a half high, just a incredible uh, bounty this year. And of course, after all that rain, wouldn't you expect it? The gas station at 21st and G Street. What a blighted building that is. You know, that's supposed to be one of the. Uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, El Camino Real, you know, the main road into Merced. And we have, you know, the beautiful signs, you know, you see Merced, the airport, blah, blah, blah. We don't need a sign pointing to that. that. That's a horrible sign. I don't know what's happening with that building. At least they put the fence back up, but it certainly, certainly hasn't uh, kept the graffiti artists out of there. And uh, the building is pretty well pretty well vandalized i don't know if somebody were to take that over but i understand there's some uh, maybe some tax lien uh, monies owed to the government uh, before they're going to let anybody go in there and do something but I, I would just like to think that whoever is in charge whether it be the government the private owner you know put a coat of paint on it don't we have a graffiti service that you know just kind of blast everything one color and uh, can't they uh, i don't know can't they do that uh one thing i did want to talk about kind of on the national uh, excuse me uh, california level it affects a lot of people here because uh, folks, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of farmers, a lot of ranchers, a lot of hunters, a lot of uh, sportsmen, uh, a lot of folks that uh, have uh, used guns uh, for, for their whole life. They uh, respect the Second Amendment uh, as well as the uh, entire Constitution with the Second Amendment near and dear. And there was a uh, ruling Friday, and I wanted to read a little bit about it. It was uh, regarding uh, magazines. Uh, ammunition, uh, how much, you know, how less, how little, how much. Ten, ten rounds has seemed to have been the, uh, you know, that's okay, you know, and uh, anything over that, you're, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, you're labeled uh, some horrible, horrible label uh, by the California legislature and uh, the governor, Governor Gavin Newsom. So I wanted to read a ruling that came uh, out uh, this week. U.S. District, uh, excuse me, U.S. District Court Judge Roger T. Benitez blocked California's ban on ammunition magazines holding more than 10 rounds Friday. This is the second time Benitez has issued a decision against the ban. He noted that the ban takes away Second Amendment rights and, quote, amounts to the government taking people's private property without compensation, unquote. And I will just stop here and say that we have been big believers in private property rights uh, here on Citizen Watch. Now, this is different than personal property. You know, your uh, your, your your sweater. You know, your 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 favorite uh, blankie. You know, uh, th- th- this is private property, and private property is uh, is enshrined uh, here in America, and we hold those uh, those rights very very dear, especially when it comes to land use and that sort of thing, which you can and cannot do. And people may uh, think, well, how does this this have anything to do with private property? Well, it does. On Friday, Benitez issued a decision against the ban by following the Bruin 
framework when this is a 2022 decision you always hear in law terms you know the legal beagles the the uh, jurist doctorates uh, you know talk about previous decisions uh, previous uh, precedent and it uh, the Bruin framework requires transition a uh, tradition excuse me which requires tradition to be on the side of gun control in question so if you're trying to change something you look at traditionally what has happened in America and boy oh boy does that really upset the progressives because they don't like the constitution so much the way it's written uh, they want to interpret it in different ways we have the state of california trying to interpret part of it to uh, ban people from being on the ballot similar to what the city council here in merced did not that long ago by uh, not giving people the the, the uh, choice uh, to uh, tax themselves at a, at a continuing level for public safety they just took that away from the people and that seems to be the uh, modus operandi, if you will, from, uh, well, the ruling party here in California. And really, uh, up in uh, Washington, D.C., you see a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth about, uh, you know, who should be on ballots, who, you know, what issues should come before the people, because, again, they know better. But I, I move on. The Judge Benitez noted there is no American tradition, because, again, anytime you do gun control, Uh, It requires a look at previous tradition. There is no American tradition of limiting ammunition capacity. He noted that historically speaking, detachable magazines quoted, quote, solved a problem with historic firearms, which was running out of ammunition and having to slowly reload the gun, unquote. He added there have been and there will be times when many more than 10 rounds are needed to stop attackers. Yet, under this statute, the state says, quote, hey, too bad, unquote. So the judge realizes that, uh, you know, the muzzle loading days, you know, hold on, let me get a patch. You know, do you have the ram rod? We've, we've come a long way in technology, and the Second Amendment is very clear as to those rights. They shall not be infringed. He added, there have been and there will be times. Oh, no, I read that already. Let me, let me move on. Uh, Governor Newsom. Democrat reacted to Benitez's decision by posting on well what formerly was Twitter and now is just X, which you got to give Elon Musk. You know this guy is very efficient. He just hey just let's make it X. We really easy to put. Newsom, uh, this is our governor said, and this is how he feels about folks that uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights, their right to self defense. California's high capacity magazine ban was just struck down by Judge Benitez, an extremist. Right-wing zealot, zealot, how do you say that, zealot, zealot, with no regard to human life. Wake up, America, Newsom uh, Newsom added. Our gun safety laws will continue to be thrown out by NRA-owned federal judges until we pass a constitutional amendment to protect our kids and end the gun violence epidemic in America. In the conclusion to his decision, Benitez, this is the judge, wrote, One government solution to a few mad men with guns is a law that makes into criminals responsible, law-abiding people wanting larger magazines simply to protect themselves. The history and tradition of the Second Amendment clearly support state laws against the use or misuse of firearms with unlawful intent but not the disarmament of the law-abiding citizen. That kind of a solution is an infringement 
of the constitutional right of citizens to keep and bear arms. So, my friends, it's very important who you elect, who makes the decisions for you. And if, uh, you know, I'm not saying there shouldn't be reasonable limitations on ownership of guns and prohibiting people that shouldn't have guns from having guns, but to just across the board take away people's constitutional rights. Well, I think the judge got it right in this situation. Of course, this was uh, brought to the court. It's uh, the case is Duncan versus Bonta. That's right, the state attorney general, because again, the party in power does not believe in the constitutional rights that you have now, and their only solution is to change the constitution. And if you don't think that who is in Congress, who is in the Senate representing California could have an impact on your rights, not only here in the state, but also nationally. Well, think again. Think again. And, and heed the words of Judge Benitez. And I, I think that, uh, folks, this is going to go up to the U.S. Uh, Circuit Court, the Ninth Circuit, which, uh, you know, they're, well, I don't know, the Ninth. But again, the Constitution, has, his rulings, Benitez has had rulings before, and uh, they have, uh, they have uh, stood the test if you will, of precedent and uh, adhering to the the Second Amendment. And of course, we appreciate the First Amendment around here because it gives us the opportunity to opine and talk. Again, these are just opinions, my friends. If you're, you know, rabbi, you don't like guns, you know, they uh, you've had a bad experience. I get it. I've seen it. I, underst- I, I understand it. But I think to impose that on, uh, well, the rest of us or everybody else is just, is an overreach. And that's, uh, that's what the judge said in this situation hey we're getting out of time isn't it amazing we're going to start talking about the merced city council meeting they had last last uh, what was it monday the 18th pretty interesting well didn't go as long it didn't go as long as it could have i guess but uh, some interesting topics we'll get back into those after the break i tell you we're getting right up against the clock here first day of fall so happy to have you here with me. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, stick with us. I'll be back in just a minute. Second segment, Citizen Watch. So happy to have you here with me. Hey, I gotta get it. On with this computer. I'll tell you what. You know what they say garbage in, garbage out. Uh, but you know, it's been working pretty fine. We had a little problem with the power supply. And uh, we fixed that. Where is my cart? There it is. Oh, my shorts. Hey, uh, here we are. Second segment. Sorry for that. You know, I have to do everything myself. You know, Luna. Dave Luna has a staff. We're here, uh, Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107. Point three FM, 1480 AM. KYOS, one guy goes, man, you're the voice. I go, no, of your valley, not mine. It's, uh, we're all in this together. We're all in the bowl together, baby. 
the melting pot. A lot of people coming into the country, have you noticed? 187,000 just last month. My question, uh, just a question, I'm just asking for somebody, uh, where are we going to put them all? And, you know, we talk about schools, uh, overcrowding, hospitals, uh, not enough this, housing. I mean, my shorts, uh, affordable housing conversation. At the city council level is just like off the charts every time. And, uh, you know, low, low, V, 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 L, 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 F, you know, all this very low. I imagine when you, uh, you know, walk uh, 1,200 miles or however long it is up from, uh, well, a lot of different countries. It's not just one or two. Talk about the melting pot. It's already, you know, it's already melted by the time it's got here. I mean, there are so many different uh, countries representative uh, represented in the uh, crossings. Try to use a neutral word here. The crossings that have been happening uh, on along our along our southern border, northern border too, doesn't get a lot of uh, news, but uh, that happens too. Anyway, uh, where are we going to put all these folks in the schools, uh, the classrooms, uh, houses? I don't know. I sure certainly hope the federal government uh, steps up. They've been absolutely silent, crickets on the issue, uh, work permits. Well, that's that's okay, but. I don't know. Unemployment here has always been uh, hovering in the double digits. Uh, I guess. I guess. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to the Merced City Council meeting that happened the 18th of uh, September. And that was Monday. And uh, really, really kind of, uh, it was a lot of stuff. I got, a, I got a bunch of little notes here. Let's see if we can follow along. Spay and neutering of cats. This was in the public comment. This, this item has come up so many times. Uh, we have the uh, trap, neuter, and release. Let me tell you, that's a lot of fun for the cat. <laughs> you know, you see, hey, I wonder what that is over there. You know, some food, you bang, you know, the, the, the door slams, and pretty soon you're under the knife, and uh, then you're, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and then they put you back in the area, because the idea is that uh, you'll hang out with the other cats, and now you're no, like no threat. You know, you're like, you're like grandpa at the nursing home. You know, you're having fun, but uh, nobody's getting hurt. So I don't know. Uh, that was a big, big deal to a, a few folks, a few folks. And uh, this one lady, man, she had some heartrending stories. Talked about, uh, you know, finding, uh, they've been finding, these uh, the cat people, have been finding dead cats in the dumpsters, uh, kittens. Uh, there's been abuse, that sort of thing, because we have so many feral cats. And then I would also think that would somewhat uh, extend to feral, uh, feral dogs. And I know it's a huge cost to the city and the county. I know the the county was just paying an incredible amount of money. City of Merced, uh, years ago under Norm Andrade, police chief Andrade, had a great plan. He'd take them out to the range for, you know, see <laughs> see if they could make it off the property. No, he uh, he had a, you know, it was a humane thing he was doing. Come on, these were these were animals that had gotten hit. And, uh, you know, it's like, what do you do? You take them to the vet or, you do, you know, a couple of... Couple of thirty eights, but uh, that didn't work out so hot once that once uh, people got wind of that. So now you got to take them. I don't know to these approved shelters, no kill, zero kill, and uh, the, the the cold hard truth is is a lot of them do uh, get euthanized. So the TNR is uh, is it's like the new theory. A lot of people that uh, live in the area of TNR, they're like, hey, get rid of the cat and don't bring it back. You can chop whatever you want off, but I don't want to see that thing again. And uh, they they just can't do that. They bring them back to the area because they're. Uh, well, I don't know. They're feral. And so uh, it, it's, a, it's a controversial thing. But again, uh, they think they need to uh, commit more money. The city needs to uh, commit more time. Then they talked about, uh, there was a lady that came up, talked about uh, P Street over there on the, uh, the south side, the west side, depending on which your compass goes in this town. No sidewalks, no lighting. And uh, went on to talk. She was actually in, uh, in uh, Espanol. Uh, and you get six minutes instead of uh, three minutes. 
uh, normal, you know, uh, English speaking, I won't say normal, English speaking folks get three minutes. And if you uh, need the interpreter, you get six. And the theory being is you got to say everything twice, right? You know, like, about, you know, and I, I don't know Espanol to even say, you know, un mas cerveza, that's about it. Or, or more, <laughs> you know, one more beer, that's about all I know. But, but uh, you know, it's a back and forth. So you need double the time. The problem here is our uh, translation service, and it was absolutely, absolutely horrible. I, I know that uh, we've had problems in the past. It was really, really bad at the start of the new council, and I don't know if it was a new vendor. I thought it was Healthy House over there, uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it should be called the Tower of Babel. You know, I don't know who, what language service, whoever is providing it now, because it is just... Uh, hard to follow along the the uh, the uh, what do I want to call it the interpreter even I can't talk the interpreter was talking over the the uh, Spanish language lady the one that was there testifying about how uh, you know the council doesn't value people on the south side uh, there's no stores on the south side uh, no grocery stores I don't know maybe smart and final and Costco don't count but they 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 don't you know don't hear our voices uh, but the the translation was so disjointed they talking over each other. And then finally, uh, the lady that was testifying in in Espanol just broke into English. I mean, even she was getting frustrated. And uh, it kind of makes you wonder if it's just all uh, a little theater there, you know, maybe uh, tugging at the, I don't know. But uh, hard to follow along. And when you go along with four or five sentences in in Spanish and then it comes out, you know, five words in English, I think we're missing something there. So I really wish the council... Uh, just in general, not necessarily in this situation, uh, would look at uh, who who is doing uh, the uh, translation over there because the Tower of uh, Babel translation service is not working out for the people, and even the uh, even the mayor had to uh, had to stop her to point the uh, the translator and the uh, apple you know the person testifying. Hey, you know we can't we can't follow along. Well, how do you think people uh, follow along when they're watching it? SB two forty four people. Were, uh, this is leadership Merced. They came up and, uh, again, uh, had to throw in a couple of a couple of rocks at the council. You know, they need store there on the south side. Uh, the uh, SB 244 analysis was uh, supposed to be done in 2016. Of course, my MCOE math, uh, it's, been, it's been past that. Uh, no, no truck stop uh, over there by the... Over there, uh, over by the airport. This is the one that was reopened by the city. Very, very controversial. Uh, was closed for a while and then reopened recently with uh, very little, uh, you know, gnashing of teeth by the council. But the the public over there has had to suffer with this thing. It's over on West Avenue, down there by the uh, the old Pepsi, the old Pepsi plant that got vandalized. Yeah, that was city property. We own that. We're six million. We sold it for two because it was uh, it was a shell shell of its form. So anyway, uh, just to the uh, what would that be? The south, I guess. I don't know. To me, it's west, but. Anyway, uh, there's a big, big area that they park trucks, and they were actually having RV parking over there for a while. Uh, Frank Quintero, the uh, deputy deputy city manager, he acknowledged in uh, previous uh, testimony that uh, you know it was it was uh, RVs, trucks, you know it was it was everything, and uh, really uh, kind of willy nilly. And it makes you wonder if uh, you know environmental regulations, that sort of thing. And again, the people over there having to put up with the dust and blah blah blah. And it's my understanding the lot has some uh, concerns about maybe contaminants in the soil. So, again, uh, keeping that at a minimum is imperative. So now they're talking about, you know, do we close it again? If we do, where do they go? I know there are private vendors here in town. When I say vendors, private lots 
that you can park these uh, big trucks, semis, you know, trailers. If you have four or five trailers, you only use one at a time. Blah blah blah. You can uh, you can do that. So it uh, it was it was interesting uh, to see them. Uh, what you know? What are they going to do? Where are they going to do it? They don't want trucks parking in the street on Merced. In, you know, all over Merced. But at the same time, you know, where's the freeway? Well, it's over there on that side of town. And even though it's very, very difficult to uh, navigate the the, uh, the mean streets of Merced for, for truck traffic, especially uh, when they park at night, where do they park? And should the city be in the business of this? And I would think one thing that the residents should maybe ask for is if you are going to allow these trucks to park, have the amenities of a, of a modern uh, truck parking facility. You know, if there are RVs, you probably need a dump station, obviously lighting, some sort of communication, fencing. And uh, some sort of hardscape where, uh, you know, things won't get down in the ground. You don't kick up dust. And now we really uh, should be looking at charging stations. You know, the Tesla trucks are coming. You know, the big semi, you know, Pepsi, they're already, of course, they're not there anymore. But I think uh, they or Coke or but one of the uh, big distributors of uh, beverages are using electric trucks. So why not put some charging stations in over there at the city's dime if you're going to saddle the folks over there on the west side? Uh, with parking these trucks because you can't idle you know there's no idling anymore it used to be they just sit there gong, 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 all night long can't do that so they have to hook up either to shore power or some sort of uh, air conditioning again how do you keep it cool in there especially if the guy is staying in the truck which is fine and then there was always the uh, issue with uh, crime and some of the things that uh, happen just when when people congregate and have nothing to do for a few hours so it uh, it's a lot of issues over there and i think the city uh would you know just stay out of it just uh, let it let it go to private uh, private industry. Uh, then they had uh, Cristan Santos from uh, Congress, Congressman Duarte's office giving his uh, report as he does at every single council meeting. And this is the only time I have seen any, uh, really any of our officials. You never see the the supervisors, uh, the board of supervisors. You never see. Well, every once in a while, Anna Cab- Caballero or uh, uh, Soria Esmeralda. Uh, they'll they'll drop by, but uh, man, you never used to. You know, it was in previous uh, assembly members that sort of thing. Never, never, never. But this uh, this congressman, uh, if he can't be there, he has his uh, he has his folks out there, his spokespeople, and giving a very very great uh, report, uh, recognizing uh, it was I think Hispanic Heritage Month, and Congressman uh, Duarte obviously having a, a agricultural business for many many years uh, recognizes how important heritage here. Here, is here in our community uh let's see there was a lady that came up that had some ideas for the homeless uh she thought we should have a tent area uh, they have that down in san diego of course now down in san diego they're a little overwhelmed by the uh the folks coming across the border uh, just being dropped off at uh, trolley stations that sort of thing uh, by immigration and uh, having to assimilate into the area overwhelming the existing homeless problem uh, because really, these folks don't have a home. I mean, that's why they're here. So it's just really, uh, when we talk about homeless, it uh, kind of takes on a new, new dimension when uh, we have this mass influx uh, of folks from other countries. Uh, she wanted to let people know that women are getting raped here in homeless camps here in Merced. Uh, she didn't have any specific, uh, any you know, any specific incident, but uh, uh, she was very adamant about that. Very, uh, very concerned that uh, women need help more so than men. Not saying. And she clarified, you know, it's not that men don't need help, but uh, women are uh, really un- unfairly uh, targeted by some of these uh, folks. Drug issues, of course, big, big, big deal. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a council meeting without Bob Delina, a kindergarten broker, coming up, uh, you know, giving us a little a little primer 
on uh, on uh, the public safety fee. And, uh, you know, he, he went through, uh, you know, I did a lot of research. I went through. I, I think you should bring up, you know, with the present, you know, do it where they have crayons. Bring up a little, you know, they make those little 10 pack of Crayolas and give them a handout and they kind of color in as you as you talk to them. But, uh, you know, really, if you want a real presentation about the public safety fee, there's going to be uh, some town halls on October 10th, 12th and 18th. And you can hear right from uh, Chief Parker, who's our uh, fire chief doing a great job over there trying to navigate the waters i know it's it's not tough he has a whole set of asbestos underwear to navigate those uh, those waters sometimes monica sotella uh advocate for south merced came on uh, came up and talked a little bit again about the parking lot over there on the south side sidewalks that sort of thing i cannot believe how fast how fast the time goes with you people but when we get back oh, that's the wrong button well, when we get back, we're going to continue uh, the city council meeting. There was some fun stuff, uh, some more fun stuff. They uh, they want to. Uh oh, uh oh! I'll tell you what. This is a hard job sometimes. Not everybody can do this. <laughs> hey. Oh, I miss mom. Hey, uh, we'll be back after these brief messages. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. Stick with us. We'll be back. Old bikes with no helmets and still here we are. Still here we are. We got daddy's belt when we misbehave. Okay. Hey, my name's Casey C., the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station 107.3. Is that all there is? 1480 AM KYOS. But man, it's a different world now, isn't it? Saturday morning, first day of fall. So uh, let's continue because we only have one more segment left, and they go so quick. I tell you. And more stuff to talk about. I, I can't. I got to talk about this stuff before we get back to the city council meeting. In the uh, couple of things, uh, we talked about it last week on the agenda, uh, finalized Monday. Uh, Merced, last Monday, Merced leaders pick from within. McBride will be the new city manager. And uh, he won't take over until November. Steph, uh, Stephanie Dietz is there till then. She's done a wonderful job, and people should not forget her accomplishments during this time of transition. Scott is more than capable of taking over, and I think that it really is Atwater's loss. They made they made a mistake years ago in letting Scott McBride uh, leave, not keeping him, not trying to retain him. But again, it was Atwater. But uh, we are lucky to have that. But I, I wanted to, uh, in the Merced County Times, September 21st edition, one of our favorite papers. Oh, where is it? I thought it was the second page. No, here it is. Page five. Hats throwing into the ring uh there's candidate activity going on at the merced county registrar of voters office 
Incumbent Merced County Supervisor Josh Pedroso paid a visit recently to get his paperwork in order as he seeks re-election in the March primary in the District 2 seat on the board. Also spotted was Anissa Fragoso of Merced, who pulled papers to run for the same District 2 seat. Now, District 2 is really uh, the guts of Merced, the heart of Merced. I shouldn't say the heart is going to upset people. It's from 16th Street all the way out to almost the lake and R Street all the way to uh, the university. It's it's a big, big area, uh, heavily populated, and these districts are based on population so that every supervisor can... Uh, try, <laughs> and I use the word try, try to represent an equal number of people in the county, and there ain't that many. It's 288,000, under 300,000. Uh, of course, I don't know, maybe maybe lately it's a few more. But uh, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, uh, and then there's some districts, like uh, District 1, Rodrigo Espinosa, who is, uh, whose district is up uh, for uh, election. It goes all the way from La Grande, uh, Planada, that area, all the way up to Livingston, through Merced, through a, a slice of Merced, the city of Merced. So very, very interesting. But uh, District 2 is uh, pretty compact, uh, easily walkable. And uh, Josh has uh, some competition in Anissa. I understand who she is currently, uh, the Merced County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Did I already read that? Maybe. Anyway, uh, maybe a third person going going against Josh. And I think this is great. I think... Uh, they need to be primaried, the, all the existing supervisors, quite frankly. Uh, Rodrigo Espinoza, Lloyd Pereira, uh, Josh Pedrozo. The, these folks, uh, the last election cycle, uh, there was uh, horrible, horrible uh, issues that went on at the Registrar of Voters. And it wasn't just in the uh, primary election uh, that was held in November, or the general election, excuse me. It was also in the primary election previously uh, that year. Uh, just terrible, terrible things two years ago that have an absolutely no accountability, zero uh, accountability in uh, the election about what actually happened. There was a lot of uh, promises from the supervisors uh, that they were going to look into it. There would be a you know independent audit. Uh, you know the sheriff was looking into a, you know possible a criminal activity. I mean there was all kinds of uh, concerns there again to our election process. Uh, not unsimilar to what happened at the national level. And again, our supervisors vacant, crickets, nothing, uh, no follow-up, no report. So if you can't represent the process, how can you represent the people? So I think it's time for change. It's uh, time for a, a new chapter, a new chapter, a new set of eyeballs, because I'll tell you, it gets a little too cushy in those seats. You know, they kind of get, you know, kind of see, you know, oh, is this mine? Oh, no, that must be, that must be Scotty's because it just doesn't fit right. You know, so I think it's time to be primaried and that's uh, it's good to see that these folks are throwing their hats into the ring and uh, I hope that the uh, the people participate let's move on to the city council meeting there's also going to be a, a city council election in November of next year too oh by the way since we're talking about elections measure C I don't know if that'll be what it is on the ballot wouldn't it be neat if it was though but measure C here in the city of Merced uh, will be on the ballot uh, contrary to uh, some of the uh, current and former council members that used to sit on the Merced City Council, it will be on the ballot. The people will be heard, even if you don't want to represent them. Uh, they will represent themselves. And uh, the good folks of Merced have gone out, spent their money uh, to get this on the ballot. The signatures have been confirmed. At the next city council meeting, they will be asked to accept the findings of the registrar of voters. Now, after my last rant, I can uh, understand maybe there's some skepticism, but there's a new registrar. 
the issues I was talking about were uh, tolerated by a complacent board of supervisors and again no accountability to the people let alone those that were directly affected but anyway I digress uh, they're going to ask the city council at the next meeting in October they being uh, the uh, Measure C folks uh, to uh, have the council uh, adopt the uh, findings of the registrar and then th that would uh, place this on the ballot in March very very important uh, that folks uh, participate in that there will be a information campaign and there will be an opportunity for the council members as a body and individually to endorse this measure and uh, i would hope I, I may be you know i'm very optimistic my friends i know that uh, sometimes i'm critical but uh, it's only in the spirit of trying to make things better because i am optimistic it's not only do we have a glass half full we have a glass we sit in one of the most productive areas in the in the world. We have so much potential, and yet we don't see it. We don't, well, I think we do see it. We just don't utilize it. We don't exploit it. We hold ourselves back, and I don't understand. But anyway, I, I hope that Measure C keeps going and, uh, and that the folks uh, do a good campaign on uh, not only getting the uh, support of the council, but also the support of the citizens, because if we don't have public safety, all is lost. I told you about an incident I had last week downtown or a couple of weeks ago, uh, just trying to enjoy the evening. And uh, I, uh, you know, accosted by these uh, these homeless, these aggressive homeless that, uh, you know, they're not panhandling. They're just looking for a fight, looking to start a 415. And you're like, do I need this? You know, do I really need this? And I, and I chuckle when I think about the ambassadors that the uh, PBID district is going to hire. Uh, what are they going to point out? Oh, don't step over there. That might, uh, you may not want to step. You know, I, I just, I just, we need law enforcement and we need public safety. And if Measure C is not extended, well, my friends, it's not going to get better. All right, let's keep going. Uh, we talked about, uh, what, Bob Delina, crayons. Yeah, there we go. Let's see, public safety. Monica. Okay, uh, oh, I'm done with that page. Let's go. All. Consent calendar, uh, airport terminal. Unbelievable that we finally got a bid for the airport terminal. I talked about this last time. I thought the first bid was rejected. It was. Then there was a second round of bidding. It was rejected. Documents weren't filled out correctly. Protests filed by uh, other bidders, so they just throw out everything. You don't realize how expensive it is to go out and advertise for these bids, what it costs the city. So the third time's a charm. 15 million bucks. We're going to get a new terminal out there in uh well the airport was it mccrady field no i guess not this is what yosemite international or something like that uh one thing that came out of the uh discussion stephanie deets uh saying that uh, we had actually lost the grant funding for this project because we had not you know evidently done something wrong how do you lose a grant and uh, maybe because they had to go out to bid three or four two or three times but we got it back with the help of some representatives down in Fresno. I didn't get the name. I should have probably went back through the tapes and got the name. But the point being is we lost the funding. And, uh, you know, in another area of grant funding, I'll take just a minute. There was a big uh, to-do uh, by the supervisors taking a victory lap uh, over there doing groundbreaking at the John Lotta Rocca facility. The new, uh, the new uh, beds that are being built over there, the new facilities for mental health, uh, recreation, those sort of thing. Uh, millions and millions of dollars that that grant funding was secured years ago and we couldn't come up with the matching funds for for a long time because we had encumbered some of the city or excuse me county property doing solar projects 
So again, uh, when you take these victory laps, how much of this grant funding uh, buying power have we have we lost? Because again, the more time goes on, it doesn't get cheaper. And that was one of the things that was brought out in the uh, in the uh, testimony there about about this item was that even though the it's been bid three times, the price hasn't gone down. It's only got up. Then they had this uh, really interesting issue, I think, re- reducing calls to the local hotels. And uh, it was a PowerPoint presentation. They had these beautiful pictures of hotels. or I don't know where they were. They weren't in Merced. You know, they should use some real pictures of the blight that we see at some of the local hotels. Not all of them. There are some that are very, very well maintained. And there are some that are not. And sometimes it's not really the fault of the hotelier. They're trying their best, but it's the uh, clientele that they're forced to take, especially in Project Room Key. We've heard of some of the problems. And again, there's only so much they can do. And they've uh, had a, this is a quality of life issue, kind of like the shopping carts. To me, it's a little bit bigger deal than the shopping carts. But the council was looking at that. It was a very uh, vanilla PowerPoint presentation by the city, kind of like, hey, you know, there's some ordinance things we can do. Uh, they've they've closed the the, the uh, siesta, as you know. It's no fiesta at the siesta. They got rid of that. There was only one call for service there. It's a vacant lot. I find that interesting. But uh, overall, about 800 calls for service last year at the various hotels here in town, which is a ton of resources going to the hotels. Now, what I found interesting in the council testimony is they never talked to guess who they never talked to the hotel and lodging association in this town which are big contributors to at least three or four of the council people that i know including the mayor and who have got some concessions from the council in the past as far as paying their uh i see it was some sort of credit card fee for transient occupancy tax it was about a ten thousand dollar giveaway but i'm going to play uh some of the testimony some of the questions by uh, one councilman ornalis uh, bertha perez and mayor Serato about uh, well why people use you know rent rooms by the hour by chance in any of the dialogue that you, you might have had with uh, the hotel motel association did they say anything of which one they thought might have or were they even in the loop of anything? we haven't had any conversations with anyone at this point but I, I would agree that that would be a great group we'd want to get their feedback and input for sure just I, I think when there was a, a one of the proclamations had a guest registry Yes. So that, you know, maybe including that, like if, you know, people that are renting the rooms out, if they have guests, they have to check in first and then everything's recorded. So if anything happens, there's connection to who's like could possibly be financially responsible. Those, like those type of things I'm I'm kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. for a de- it, Those are more like deterrence, right? From Correct. people who don't have ID, from people who 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 don't, who shouldn't be there, you know, who, who aren't paying for the room, you know, the actual... Tenants, I guess they would be called the, the, those type of things. And Councilman, right, I remember too some of the ordinances that they've got examples where they're they're making sure they limit that it's a, a daily per, daily use, not less than, and the, the you know the union couldn't be re rented so to speak within a period. So there, there's there's provisions set up. I think kind of to your point to make sure that whoever's supposed to be there is supposed to be there, nobody else. Yeah, if you're renting rooms by the you know by the hour, you know that's yeah. you know what that's for. <laughs> Trying to get <laughs> there's a big game on. They're gonna no, but a lot of times, you know, like one person will pay for it, and then there's only one bed in there, and that there's a whole bunch of people staying in there, and they're gambling and doing whatnot. All right, okay. So what do we want to do? Um, seemed like there was some talk earlier about uh, either a subcommittee or uh, or potentially just doing more work, some more outreach, engaging our hoteliers, uh, doing a little more work on it. 
what direction do we want to give right now? Bertha? Can we um, speak with the hotel association and just get their feedback? I'd, I'd like to hear what they have to say. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else okay with that? Subcommittee working with, okay. with Scott. Stephanie suggested the public safety subcommittee. Right. It's me, Shane, and Jesse. Does that work? Yeah. Works for Bertha. You didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Great. All right. Thanks. More work. Okay, so we'll direct the Public Safety Subcommittee to work with uh, Mr. McBride. He'll take the lead on Stafford. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And we'll do outreach to the Hotel Motel Association. Uh, we'll work with our city attorney. Is that okay? Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll come back in 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is. Okay. All right. Thank Important you. topic. Thank you. So, no contact with the uh, Hotel and Lodging Association acknowledged by city staff. I think you'd want to get them involved maybe up front before you start regulating them. But the answer is, hey, we're going to form a subcommittee or we have one and make some rules and, you know, then maybe contact them. I don't know. I like the uh, idea of trying to enforce a hotel registry, all the guests coming in and out. That might be kind of difficult to do. But again, at least they're looking at uh, that the problem, I say, let's enforce the existing laws that we have on the books. I don't know why we have to uh, reinvent the wheel on some of these quality of life and social issues. But I may be wrong, but I know what I am out of is time for this episode of Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Stee, the voice of your valley. It's been so fun having a time together with you. We will see you well, next week. Bye-bye.